Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough. But my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m. I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink, and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel surname. I'll just press record. It is Wendy's joining us for the next two minute. Next minute. <laughs> this is episode 40 of the Fighting Cop podcast, season 11. It is fine, isn't it, Wendy? It's absolutely fine. There's nothing to worry about. This that that match we had, we had Romero, Dyer, Son, and Regulon missing like four first teamers, and through choice we had Larice and um, and Skip missing, which you know, absolute mad. Uh, Conte did a madness there. I don't know what he was thinking, but it was six players off our our first choice team. Like, it's... as far as you understand it, Wendy, is Larice. But was that that wasn't about his contract? It was just about Galini playing a cup game, right? Yeah, yeah. He just wanted to give Galini an opportunity, which is insane. But yeah, would what, you want to give a mad bastard at work some responsibility? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Galini gets to be scissor monitor today. No thanks. He did make a great save. Manager in the office. Yeah, <laughs> Flonis, He did make a great save though in the first half. To be fair, it, it wasn't terrible, but um, I only watched the goal back um, an hour ago, and um, yeah, my knife is out. He should have come. He should have come more forcibly for the for the cross. Um, uh, Wendy, thank you, mate. Uh, enjoy the show. Uh, yeah, and, have some uh, boys. Wendy. Take care. Okay. All right, Felonius Phil. So yeah, Tottenham Hotspur. We lost to Chelsea over two legs, and I've got to say, on a, a number of times last night, I punched the pillow next to me on the sofa. <laughs> I did another opportunity. I was um I sat beside people. Um one bloke was actually there with what I believe was his son and his screensaver was a half naked woman I don't believe was his missus. I thought that was a bit weird. <laughs> I mean most people have kids and their kids is a bloody screensaver for God's sake. What, what do you mean? So bizarre. What do you what do you mean? It was just what there was just I mean, sexy woman was it was it the kind of thing you know you go into garages like old school garages and there's like pictures of um semi-naked women on the on the wall because that's what proper blokes like to look at on a daily basis it felt a bit like um 2001 nuts magazine she had um i just saw a glimpse it looked like um um, do you remember fhm high street honeys i do i do i so i can't picture any of them in my brain but I, i i remember that era 
So yeah. FHM did this thing called the High Street Honeys where they got women off the high street to... I remember it vividly now. Now that you said that, I, I remember everything about it. And um, Sarah Harding was in the very first one, but she didn't win. Kaylee, P- Kaylee Pearson won the very first one. It reminded did me of that. she go on to good stuff? Um, she did all right. But obviously Sarah Harding, RIP, went on to be part of Girls Aloud and the top girl and she'll be sorely missed. She would be. I mean, she is. She is, absolutely. Um... Yeah, so like T T, what what like what have you been doing in the last twenty four hours? Because I no, I want to know before I tell you how I reacted to that result. I want to know how you reacted. What did you do? Because you're you're in in the last couple of weeks, you've been much more sort of philosophical, more grounded. What what how, how did that help you to deal with what was a very stressful two hours as a Spurs fan? Well, um, preface everything I'm gonna say. I didn't touch my phone from half past seven last night till seven this morning. So didn't read... it, it does help because um, my opinions and views aren't shaped by angry and, and irrational people. Um, you know, I watched the game in in, 20, in 100K and um, it, was, it was painful to watch. But um, the fact we had three goals disallowed of VAR showed that we were at least trying to create chances and trying to win the game. Um Chelsea are a top team. We're not. We're not there yet, and it hurts to lose games. But you know, Windy Stowe was going to be my primary point, which was that we're missing four first teamers, and um, Reguilon, uh, Dyer, Romero, and Hungmin Sum, and you had two on the bench: Hugo Lloris and um, Skip. So, yep, it was. It wasn't a full strength team. They've got people on their bench who they brought, and they probably earned as much or not more than Undombele. So. It's always going to be a tough game, and this season is always going to be a. Um, it's going to be you know a bit of a training ground season, really, and um, it's. I mean, no, I mean, I just want to point out. I hated losing to Chelsea last night. I hated sitting through their song repertoire, which ninety nine percent was about Tottenham. But it's just shit happens, man. I mean, it's like it's not it's not the end of the world. It's. I mean, Simon Jordan did a very passionate speech on Talksport about how. The January the, window today. isn't where, yeah, isn't where things are going to be won and lost for Tottenham or Conte. So, if you get to January thirty first and we've bought Traore and no one else, then I don't think there's any need to really be downbeat. We've improved a great deal since Nuno left, and there's a lot to be cheerful about. Yeah, it doesn't take a it doesn't take a football club, you know, eight 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 weeks to to, to you know even with our our playing staff and a lot of them are. You'd you'd believe you'd be led to believe when we signed them to be top draw players. It it, mm-hmm. it takes longer to, even even with those top draw players if they are that to yeah. to go on and do something decent like it's to to uh, at, at this stage it's absolutely fine and completely sense you know full of sense or sensical is it is that a word nonsensical <laughs> is a word but it's sensical a word I don't know but it's, it's sensible it's sense it's a sensible thing. To give um, Antonio Conte a uh, you know a um, an explanation as to, as to why Spurs aren't performing in the biggest games of the season when he's only been there like he's only he, he come in as a manager and you see this at any any um, any any company they come in and they go all right well this is the problem with the company this is why it's failing this is the the things you need to improve you need to buy. Uh, players here or employ people here to do better jobs in management better jobs in sales and then we can start to progress you can't expect him to turn the football club around where it's in such dire straits before he came 
and and then throw him into a game or, or two games or or a cup tie against Chelsea who have just won the the Champions League mm-hmm. and go well, well that's not good enough we're not happy or like we're not happy because of everything that's gone before you can understand it there is a, a logical explanation as to why we weren't able to overturn Chelsea in any significant way over two legs. That that that, that makes complete sense to me. I hated it, but it makes complete sense to you. Absolutely. And um, I'm not here to police how fans react to this. I'm not going to say, oh, why are you angry? Why are you slagging off the team for? Because people cope in, in their own ways to things like this. I mean, any defeat to Chelsea, whether they've got you know whether we're in League Two, any defeat to Chelsea hurts, and you and you know fans should be hurting about this. But by I the was, same token, yeah, I was hurting. I, I was furious as well. But by the, by the same token, you you do yourself no justice by by oh, I can't say the word is catastrophizing everything yeah. everything that can possibly happen. Thinking about the worst case scenario, you're not looking any cooler in front of your friends who support Arsenal, Chelsea, West Ham, or whoever. You're not looking any cooler than saying, "Oh yeah, we're shit, we're shit." You know, um, it's um. I think Spooky did um a couple of posts on his Patreon, and um, we struck gold with Pochettino, and um, he overachieved, and that's become the bar now. And as a result, we're gonna have to deal with the occasional slap in the face to show that we're not quite there yet. And Pochettino happened upon two or three very good transfer windows where we signed Min Son, Wanyama, um, Dembele right before him. Um, a bunch of good players who arrived when Pochettino was here, and um. We're going to need more windows like that. Um, I had a thought to myself today that Lucas Moore might might be our best signing in the last five years, which is fucking mental. Yeah. Considering, you know, because five years ago is now 2017. I mean, in that time, we've signed what Sanchez, Aurier, um, Reguillon, and Abelio Celso, and Lucas Moore might be the best signing. But shit happens sometimes when you speculate to accumulate. Um, Bardi, I'm, I'm kind of quoting other pods a lot here. Sorry about this, no, but no, no, Bardi no, no, made no. a very valid point about. There are lots of other pods who make very valid opinions. T, if you want to quote them, then you crack on. <laughs> Sadly, but yeah. So, um, Bardi made a very good point that Man City can buy someone like Grealish for 100 million and have him not be great in his first season and and absorb that. Then in the following season, he might go on to be dominant. Um, we buy someone like Undumbelli. He's got to achieve straight away. He hasn't got no settling in period. So. When we speculate to accumulate as the fans wanted and it doesn't work out, we feel it an awful lot more. Lukaku, um, 100 million. I think Chelsea would accept him having a bedding in season with the players around because him and, and the manager. Yeah, exactly, because they can. But we can't afford that. So people show our top 10 signs and know that they're all garbage, maybe because they didn't have a settling in period. Um, a lot of our top, I think almost all of our top signers are from abroad. So. Settling into a new league, you know, sometimes a new language, a new city, everything, and they've got to try and adapt immediately. So it's mitigating circumstances why things aren't great. But we've got the right manager, and Ratichi, I mean, Galini aside, he's done all right. Hmm. I mean, it's about his intent that makes it exciting, isn't it? He, he, the fact that he's so sort of gung, not gung ho, gung ho is the wrong left, he's so eager to do business whereas previously at Tottenham Hotspur it's been not it just seems like I will do business in the last seven 
days of a transfer window because Brickmanship. Val- yeah, 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 yeah. So that's where the value value is. The last seven days where clubs are desperate to get rid of their players, yeah. and so we'll deal then. We need to be the club that 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 does business early on and who is proactive. And it feels like Paratici is that guy, and it feels yeah. like to some degree that Daniel Levy is giving him or just let him off without a leash. He's like a he's like a a dangerous dog, <laughs> like a, a pit bull without a leash at the moment. Like, go and get it. And that's what we want. That's what we want as fans. We want us to be proactive. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You want, you want us to be proactive. But it's it's just... Um, it's it's just... It, we're in a weird situation right now that um, we need players and they're not necessarily coming. And Aston Villa have signed a really good left-back in Digne. Yeah, absolutely. Whose face neither of us recognise. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, so, I was, so the reason why I'm, I'm talking about this is because we we don't have Romero, right? Yes. And, and, and we're talking about the, the the fact that we just played Chelsea over two legs. We've, we're, we're missing sort of five play, first-team players who would have made a difference. And we haven't even talked about Romero. And when I did this, the, re, the reason why I just mentioned Digne or Dig, I can't remember. I don't care. The, yeah. the Aston Villa guy. Yeah. yeah, the Everton guy. Uh, was that I was doing, I, I was preparing to do something, a piece of content for another, you know, outfit. And uh, they asked me to put together a, uh, uh, the world's best 11. And if anyone knows me, knows that I don't know anything about football outside of Tottenham. But uh, Romero was in this list of the very best players to, you know, they gave us a list of players to pick to make that best 11. Romero was there. And Romero, we haven't even seen him. We have, like, we, we, how many games did he play for Spurs? Maybe five, six? A handful. Six, a handful, yeah. So he's, um, you know, he's, he, he's, he's a player that, that, that we're missing. The more important point is that we, <laughs> I was having a conversation with a geezer who knows a lot more about football than I do, um, and I was building my first eleven, and uh, at right back I put put Trent Arnold Alexander, Alexander Arnold, sorry, and um, he was like, do you, do you not think that Cancelo should be there? And I was like, first off, I thought he was a left back. <laughs> Secondly, honestly, I I can't I can't really picture. Cancelo playing I don't know I know he's good because people talk about him and he appears on match of the day every now and then but if you had Cancelo Rodri and Torres who's just moved to Barcelona if you had them in a lineup you couldn't tell the difference between them you couldn't <laughs> I it was mad though I posted that earlier in our whatsapp group and you can't tell the difference between them and but that's I not could, racism but I wouldn't be able to no, tell no, you no no you oh, couldn't Torres is. I know Rodri is because um the Arsenal celebration of course, yeah. Um, I didn't think about it. No, I mean it's, it's a valid point. Um, I mean Cancelo is, is a tanned Paul Warhurst. Um, the only among us will know who Paul Warhurst is. Played everywhere back in the nineties. Even played for England once. Um, remember him? Did he? he yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, he was he was, he was a centre centre back for Blackburn. And then yeah. they put him up front, and he was like a goal scoring machine. Machine, yeah. <laughs> did he, Did he play up front for England? Um, or was I'm not sure. Centre back. I think he might have played up front for England. Paul for Warhurst game, for, for a game Jesus or two. You're taking me back can, there. Cancelo was one of these players who plays at right back, left back, and um, to, um, Guardiola has his as these players who he sees have so much game IQ. He plays them anywhere. I think Philippe Lamy did that. Um, Bayern Munich put him in defensive midfield alongside um, 
Lonzo and he's done that with um, Cancelo, played him everywhere and he's been been amazing. Um, the one point I actually forgot that Simon Jordan made was the teams who do the most in general, the teams who have glaring gaps in their squads and need to really do something to salvage their season. So Newcastle have bought Kieran Trippier and um, Chris Wood this week and I'm sure them two will combine for many goals because, you know, Chris Wood's aerial presence and um, Aston Villa are a team who... I mean, they had Dean Smith in the most of the first half. He didn't do so well. And Gerard's come in and cleaned up. And um, they need to buy players, probably more so than we do. We can't we can't afford... I mean, Dusan Vlaovic apparently wants 300 grand a week. And, you know, if we spend that on him and, you know, we, we're drawn against Forest Green Rovers next year, January, and he, and he slumps off the pitch slowly. We've got 300 grand on the books a week. Somebody that, we can't fucking much... shift. Is that how much he's after? Because the, the the big rumor is that Arsenal obviously are, are kind of moving in. They're the club that are willing to pay what it takes to get him in. Yeah, is that what he wants? Three hundred grand a week. That's that's the rumor. I mean, I've 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 just seen. I'm just kind of like um seeing thread titles on Reddit. Because I really I really want him at Tottenham. I think he's unbelievable, and I want him to play with Kane in a three five two. Absolutely, but, yeah, I, I love that. But but what is it? Eighty million pound plus three hundred grand a week. That's that's an insane transfer. That's huge, huge money. It's mental. mental it, it, yeah, an insane amount of money. And there's no guarantees of them either. So you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge um, the board if they said no to that because we, we you know, as, be as, madness as, as, as I've said countless amount of times, we can't afford to have that not work. We're not in a position where where that can't work. So. That's true. Then you know, it sucks for us, but there's plenty of other strikers out there. You know, um, then you get you know Villa are leaving us behind. Um, Leicester bought um, Samare in the summer, and um, the striker Daka, Patson Daka. So yeah, no, no, these, these are players whose Spurs have been loosely linked with in the past. They're probably thinking, well, why haven't we gone in for them? But Aston you know, Villa um, haven't left Tottenham behind by signing. No, absolutely not. No, no, no. But they're, they're, I mean, I, I get their ambition, 100%. But if he can't perform with uh, Messi and, you know, Suarez before he left to go to Atletico Madrid and, you know, playing with the players that he played at, uh, at Bayern Munich as well, Lewandowski and, and um, he, Nabri. He did, and, all right. he did all right for them, to be fair, but um, they couldn't, okay. afford his wa- couldn't afford his wages. No, 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 that's fair enough. But he, he, he did okay. But if he was world-class, then they would have found everything in their power to sign him or Barcelona would be like, wow, we've missed a trick here. Let's make him work. There's something going on. There's a reason why Coutinho is now an Aston Villa player in the same way that James Rodriguez, there's a reason why he, yeah, there's a reason why he was, he's at Evan. There were two guys behind me talking about, yeah, you know, we could have done with Coutinho right now, but in what fucking way? I mean, um, I thought Lucas Moura had another good game. I thought I think Kane's getting back to his best last night. Um, you know, to, to, to discuss the game last night. Um, yeah, we probably should. I, I, th- I think Matt Doherty is one of the worst footballers I've seen. And um, the last month, well, I've only been to one game since we beat Leeds. So I've watched a lot of the games on TV. I think, what's, why are people so so harsh on Matt Doherty? And I watched the game last night. I was like, oh my God, this is the worst footballer I've seen. And I've seen people talk about confidence. It's not about confidence. He's an actual terrible footballer it's like um oh is it, could it be, could it be that point? he's been asked to play at left back and 
Oh, I'm, I'm, back and... I'm, I'm going to go into that. I'm going to go into that. Um, okay, go, go, go ahead. I believe Wendy made a point on the last experience podcast about body positioning when you're marking someone or when you're about to have a passenger play and you're going to receive the ball, your body position. He's receiving the ball at left back like he's right footed. So already the person who's marking him knows that he's trying to find a way to get the ball to his right foot. So he's almost waiting for the ball to get to him. So it goes across his left to his right foot because he's got his back towards the goal and he's on the left wing. And it's over and over again. There's one point where he, where we gave away a corner because he wouldn't use his left foot to, to clear the ball. Just simple, stupid errors that he's making. And but, and look, he didn't he didn't ask to be selected, for one. Two, he didn't ask to be selected at left back. So that's not his fault. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. But he's, he's horrendous and he's got to go. Has to go. I don't think anyone uh, disagrees with that at all. Um, I, I, all. All I would say is that the, the, the Conte seems quite interested in inverting the uh, or, or switch, switching sides that both both the fullbacks or the wingbacks mm-hmm. to, to create a new di- dynamic. And maybe he was asking that of Doherty because there's no reason why he would play Doherty if Sessegnon was completely fit. And 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 he's done the same thing with Sessegnon playing on the right-hand side yeah. and working as a sort of in, inverted or, or, or a sort of left-footed right wing-back. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I'm not understand. saying he should stay at all. I, I, like, if we can get 10 million for Doherty, then fucking take it. And I, I understand that... Um... Was to invert the wingers and maybe he wanted to pack out the midfield a bit. But if you're going to crowd the midfield in that way, then maybe just have Ben Davis maybe go on the left a bit more. Maybe have Doherty go inside to have an extra man in midfield to combat the Chelsea press or whatever, and have Davis go out wider a little bit at, at times. But it just it just made no sense to me. I mean, the the reason why I believe he benched Sessignon was to kind of save him for the weekend because. He's made of biscuits and Sunday's a massive game. And if we've got Sessignon available from kickoff, then he starts that game, you know, mm. provided um, Reguillon can't make it back. So I get, have you, I get have the you heard anything that. about Dyer being fit for the game on Sunday? I've heard it's just been radio silence from, from my corner on, on that one. Oh, he's, got, he's got to play. Like, he has to play. Like, we can't, like, the, 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 it's no surprise the fact that we've been beaten by Chelsea when in both games we've had a centre-back free of Davies, Sanchez and Tanganga. Yeah. And it's not their fault. It isn't their fault because all three of them in in their time at Spurs have, have, have performed well. But when you're asking them to perform specialist tasks and which is absolutely crucial to how well we play, then you can't you can't really blame them, but it, it's like well what do you expect when you play against Chelsea? Yeah, what what can you do? I mean, we've got um We've got five or six centre backs and Virgin and Tanganga are the bottom two. Um, but the problem is, with got team, sorry and... to cut you, mate. Sorry oh, to on. cut you. Is, the problem is, is that we're talking about centre backs in a four, uh, a back four, where you've got two proper centre backs in a back three. It's a specialist um, yeah. situation, isn't it? Well, we know we know that Dyer is our our guy. If Romero isn't there, Dyer is the guy who plays in the centre of the three. Davies couldn't play centre or right, so he has to play on the left. Tanganga in this system, as Windy has said previously, doesn't work if you're trying to play out from the back. 
Sanchez on that right side does work if you have Dyer next to him. If if you lose one of those two, well, if you lose both of our main central of the three defenders in Dyer and uh, and the Romero, then you have a massive problem. The funny that's thing exactly is, what happened. The thing is, is, is Romero and um, Romero plays on the right. Um, but but, but Romero has been, uh, played for Spurs in the centre. Has he? Under Conte, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he plays on he plays central for Argentina because they want so, to do because what they want to do is something different to what Spurs want to do. So I believe that um, Romero's been on the right because he's a bit more bit of a loose cannon. He's more of a rampaging. But the fundamental point you've I made thought, is that Windy, um, I, thought, I, I thought I was making a really good point. That I was regurgitating from Windy there. Well, you, you know what? We probably you probably both got the wrong point of Windy. Sorry, mate. <laughs> but um, I you, you, the the point you've made of um, Tanganga not playing in the three not knowing how to play in a three, and he's done his best, but he lost his man for the goal. Um, I learned today, seeing the goal again, that it was Galini's fault, so that's another one in the column for, for him. Um, it's just it's ridiculous how good Chelsea are, and they've got this bloke at left-back who I've never heard of before he played as um, Saar. He just looks fucking brilliant. It's just yeah, he's awful. Mustered. He's absolutely mustered, that geezer. Well, he played in both legs, didn't he? And he just fucking bossed it. Um, so Galini is uh, we all you know, around the table consider Galini to be not good enough. Um, is he better than or worse than uh, Gazzaniga? That's a good question. I'm not completely sure. Um, I mean, Gazzaniga came from Southampton and Gillingham, so he knows the league. So maybe he's a bit more suitable than Galini. Um Galini played for Atalanta. I mean, they reached a cup final in his last season there. I mean, I'm not the sure. The reason, reason why Romero, Romero was listed in that um, team of the year list was uh-huh. because of the work he'd done at Atalanta. So. Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're both teammates. Um, I don't How many know, games um, did he play for Atalanta? Do you know? I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know offhand. He can't have been their, their main guy. Because if he, he was their main guy... and. It, and he's list uh, and 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 uh, another one of his defenders in front of him is listed. There must be something about him. There must yeah. be a reason why he is at Tottenham. Some players just don't just don't adapt that well to other leagues. Um, some players need to play every week to keep their concentration. Um, Galini's coming in like um, Conference League um, cup games, so maybe one of these people who just needs to be engaged and playing every week. Um, and I think me and you would probably commit murders if Galini played every week for Tottenham. So we're, we're at a stalemate. Fair enough. Um, do you know the, uh, the other English team that Galini played for before Tottenham? It's Villa were United. Fucking, how do you know this? Because I, it was I'd mentioned nev- when he first joined. I'd never even heard of him. I, so you, you say it was mentioned when he first joined. I didn't pick up on that. I didn't, I didn't see the content. He's, he's been in England for a while. I think he was in the youth ranks, wasn't he? So he's not unfamiliar with England. He just played. He played twenty games for for Villa between sixteen and uh, and eighteen. They seem to have had everyone come through their ranks at that stage. I mean, they had their Dharma Traore, didn't they, at one point? What do you think about that? Because that's that's something that's going to potentially happen, I suppose. Like, what are you? There isn't. (laughs) I don't think there's ever been a more polarizing transfer. (laughs) Than the idea that Adama Traore is going to sign for Spurs. What, what, where are you at? Um, if 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 Conte wants it, then just get him. Um, but what do you think? on on paper? I, I wouldn't want him at Spurs. I don't see, I don't see how it's going to really work. 
Um, he runs I so think, fast. Yeah, but if he's going to replace Bergvine, I'd get it. But if he's going to replace um, Tanganga or Doherty at right wing back, then I'm not quite sure how that works. Maybe there's versatility. So what, so are, you, but... are, you saying, are you saying that you would rather Doherty or Tanganga at right wing back than Traore? <laughs> no, no, no. But um, like I think what we all want is Emerson to be taken out of the firing line a little bit for a competent white wing back, which would be um, Tariq Lamptey. That's what we'd want, ideally. And maybe have Traore come in and replace um, Bergvine. So if if we've got Lamptey and Traore in there, and Lamptey is injured again, and Traore can fill in that right wing back. But also he's got, he can also play in a more familiar position. But... If Conte believes he can work magic with him, then we've got to go with what he wants. I think that um, the only way Spurs move forward is to give in to Conte's demands. And they don't always work. He spent £70 million on Alvaro Morata for Chelsea. Now, that didn't work. But shit happens. I mean, not everyone's got 100% accuracy on the in the transfer market. But that's what he wants in front. I don't see why that's got to be longed out to the final day of the transfer window either. But, and also, he's, he's actually cup-tied, I'm sure, so in the FA Cup. Probably matters little. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to win it. Uh, we got we got a question from uh, Chris Manspurs. He says, uh, "Was Harry Kane actually really good last night, or is it an indication of how far he has fallen this season that simply not being well below par is considered really good?" That's actually a quite. That's a good point. But go on. It is a good point. I've got I've got a, re- a response to that. That the. the the difference between between Tottenham and Chelsea was that they had quality in their squad, whereas where we needed a moment of inspiration, we didn't have it. But there were a couple of moments where Harry Kane showed his quality, and there was that. I think it led to the offside goal or the penalty that wasn't given, and neither mm-hmm. the penalty should be given. Just you know to put that on the line. But Harry Kane showed a, an amazing bit of skill just to break the line. Mm-hmm. And you just that's what you need from your players across the pitch to just show that moment of quality. And I, I know a lot of conversation goes into how tactically astute your players and your managers are. And that's really, really important. But sometimes in true Har- uh, Harry Redknapp sense, the best players deliver in the moments you need them to lead them to deliver and 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 Harry Kane did that he did that in there was there were a couple of moments where he just he turned he beat his man he beat another one and suddenly we were through and on another game we would have would have scored a couple of goals i don't i don't, I, I don't know what the question here is other than is is you know he's we we've just got to believe in Harry Kane now right because if, if Harry Kane's involved, then Conte's involved and them two are not going to be able to succeed without each other. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how I've read the question is that the bar has been lowered for Harry Kane playing well, which is valid because um, it's like, well, he's not as shit as he was under Nuno early on in the season. So he's just average. So he's not king. He's not, the, he's not prime Harry Kane, but he had a very strenuous Euro 2020 um, you know, played every game. Emotionally, that drained him. Um, he was the captain. He had to carry England. Well, maybe didn't carry England for the competition, but a lot was on him because with the whole um, what went on with Saka, Sancho, and Rashford, and 
everything else. That was quite an intense tournament for him. And he had early in the rest, you know, twerking for Man City, but that's another conversation. But, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I see the question as, has the bar been lowered for Harry Kane playing well? And I think it has a little bit, but he's getting better. And he's moving in the right direction. I feel that Harry Kane would prefer if so much wasn't on him. I think that's probably why he wanted to move to Manchester City. I think he wanted to be a bit like Grealish, where he joins for all this money, he can afford to have a shit season and not be under the spotlight and then have a second season where he's settled and he smashes it. At Tottenham, you have to be good all the time. You can't afford to have a bedding-in period. Um, not many people get away with that. Hoongmin Son did. Um, but if, if Sonny joined now, you do wonder how the fans would react to him because when Sonny joined in his first season, he wasn't great. Well, he had, a, he had a weird season. tendon injury that, that ruled him out for ages. Yeah, so, some Latin name to the injury that I can't That's remember it, yeah. right now. And um, I think towards the end, he found his feet. But the next season, he completely blew up. And um, when you're playing for Spurs, you can't afford that bed and in period. And it's a shame because it shouldn't be that way. But the way our squad is now, we need people who can come in and perform right away. And, um, you know, maybe we just go all Brexit and buy English. People who know the league. You know, know the league, know the, cl- know the club and... Chris Wood. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, we missed out on him. I mean, we've been left behind by Newcastle. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we buy Chris Wood as a backup centre-forward, uh, sorry? Him and Ashley Barnes, you know, double deal. Dawson and, um, what's it, Andy Reidsdale. I know. And that's the thing. Like, people are saying we're like left back, uh, being left behind by sort of Aston Villa and, and what Newcastle inevitably do. But it's just... We're a different situation right now. We're we're a different situation because we need to push on to the top four, and and the vast majority of the squads that you know exist in the top four are full of quality, and mm-hmm. we need to. We don't have Pochettino. We're not at the start of the cycle, right? So we need to find a way of winning without reinventing what Tottenham are. Or maybe we do. Maybe we do have to reinvent what Tottenham are. But whatever it is, it's very difficult. It's not easy. And certainly, we're having this conversation. We're having this conversation because we've beaten by uh, the the champions of Europe. And as much as I hate to say it, we that is the reality. They've got Kai Havertz. They bought for seventy five million. Werner, who who played yesterday and played decently, but didn't really impact the game in any significant way. You've got Lukaku up front as well, who, pay, who costs close to £100 million. So you've got nearly, what is it, uh, £100 million for Lukaku. You've got 75, you've got £220, £225 million pounds in the front line. Yeah, and then they make a triple sub with um, what they bought on Kante. Um, I don't remember the other players they bought on, but they made a triple sub who... hudson Ladoy was playing out of position as well. It isn't a, you know, we're not taking that away from what Tuchel has done to ensure that he was effective. But this is a player that, that Bayern Munich wanted to buy for decent money. Yeah. We're not that. We've got we've got an academy graduate in Skip. We've got Winks, who everybody wanted out of the football club. You've got a back line of Tanganga, Dyer and Sanchez who aren't equipped to deal with that quality. So just it's just one or two fucking games. That's not I fucking. Just, I, I just think um, people just need to either fucking do some mushrooms, two grams. I'd recommend 
go on social media for a few days and just chill the fuck out because um the thing advice. is is that you read you re- the thing is um I'm gonna be philosophical here. Every almost every moment of every day we are bombarded with the opinions of other people. Whether it be your mates on WhatsApp or angry people on social media and you feel like you have to kind of assimilate with that. And um I watched the game last night, I hated it, I was I was angry, but then you almost take a step back to think, well, you know what, this is this is the same squad that Nuno had, right? And last night we would have just lost one nil without even creating a chance. That that was a reality under Mourinho at times and Nuno. We would lose games like that and not even create a chance. We had three VARs, which I believe are correct. I've not seen the replays of of them all. But, they are all correct. They are yeah. all correct. But we created those chances, though. We made those things happen. We... But without without VAR, that's, that, that's spot on. And also, T, without VAR, back when we were harking back to when we beat them in 2002-5-1, yeah, beating yeah. 5-3 over two legs, and we beat Arsenal 5-1 after drawing in in the first leg. If if VAR didn't exist, we would have the, the entire there'd been a seismic shift in in the flow of the game. Absolutely, I'm not yes. saying get rid of VAR. I mean, I am saying that it's fucking shit. <laughs> get rid of it. Honestly, it's absolute garbage. It shows how bad the referees were. To be fair, that they all went to VAR, but that's another conversation. Yeah, but, <clears throat> yeah, but just I don't I don't care about getting things correct. I want I wanted to be able I want to be What's able first to, to win. No, I just want to be able to. I want. I want football to be visceral and explosive in the moment. And right now, it's all right. Well, well, something's happened. Let's let's enjoy it, but not too much, because someone in some office somewhere is going to say, "Well, it's not right." I'd rather. I'd rather the explosion of joy be prevalent across football than some bloke in an office going, "Yeah, well, you didn't get it right." It's just fucking <laughs> bullshit. It's boring. It's so boring. It is like, a bit sterile. Harry Kane will not beat uh, Alan Shearer's record because of VAR. That's a fact. It's pretty, it's pretty sad, actually. But, you know, I think we've got a... I'm not going to say look at the positives. I'm just going to say that um, we we went five games without creating a chance, didn't we, under Nuno? Yeah, before him, before him turned, there was this big thing about not uh, us not hitting the target, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I mean these are these are these are small wins. I mean, this is the sort of thing you say to an under sevens team who get battered ten 0 every week. But um, you know, we are we are making very small bits of progress. And look, man, no one wants this, but no one wants a Chelsea or Arsenal mate saying Spurs get battered everywhere they go. And you know, what the annoying thing was Chelsea was singing that. And Rudiger then scored. So I've got the got the annoyance of that fucking song. Then Rudiger scores off the back of his head that I've learned now. Um, you've just got to sit there and take it while they sing their whole repertoire of Spurs songs, and it's, yeah, it's fucking tough. horrible. I hate it. I mean, it, that, I think that's where a lot of the, what a lot of the vitriol comes from, isn't it? Yeah, because you know you you know you're mugged off in your own gaff. You know, mugging me off in front of my pals, but um, you just got to. Um, I mean, trust the person is such a fucking muggy term, but at some stage you've got to, like, um, centre yourself around something stable and solid, which is Antonio Conte, and just have trust that it's going to happen this time. Um, because what's the value in saying, well, Levy's not going to back Conte, 
Ineka Livia. What's how is that adding value to your experience of supporting Tottenham? You've just got to try and believe. And if you believe and one times out of ten it comes good for you, then you've just got to really embrace that one time more than four times and it didn't happen. Indeed. And, you know, when we get an opportunity to sing, you know, the you know West Ham get battered or Chelsea <laughs> get battered, Arsenal get battered, it will all come if you just stay patient. It really will, because Conte is the guy. And we do have, in Paratici, a guy who wants to wants to sign players. <laughs> and Levy, I feel like he's starting to lean towards being a little bit more progressive in the transfer market. So if we get an opportunity in, in, in the next 18 months to throw everything back in their faces, especially West Ham, Chelsea and Arsenal, imagine how great that's going to feel. The entirety of White Hart Lane would be filled with Arsenal get battered everywhere. They, it could even happen on Sunday. It could exactly even that. happen on Sunday. And you know, you know what, Flav, right? What they're giving us is ammunition. They are exactly. giving us ammunition. Do you remember Sherwood's? Do you remember Sherwood's half season, right? Um, yeah. I think West Ham beat us under AVB, but anyway, so AV West Ham beat us three times that season. Arsenal beat us three times that season, right? Um, at the time, we really thought it was never going to happen for us. Two or three years later, Potch is battering them teams year in, year out, right? So things are awful now, but in football, things can change over a very short period of time. Um, I mean, not too big at West Ham, but West Ham were at death's door. Now they're knocking on the door of the Champions League. Things in football fans, can their change. Their fans wanted their, their, their own owners hung. Yeah, and... Things can change very quickly in football. I mean, be mad. I mean, I don't want us to be emotionally stunted where we're angry and we're keeping it in. Don't keep it in. Let it all out. But you have to have faith that nothing is forever in football. Nothing is forever. I think, I, I, T, I think don't let it out. Keep <laughs> it inside. Well, no, yeah. no, let it out. But just not around me. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, there's this sort of philosophical ideal of stoicism. And stoicism is about enduring pain and hardship without feeling your own feelings or complaining. All right. So just if you're feeling hurt, and I, I fucking did last night. Like I had a, there's a geezer on a, a WhatsApp group that I'm unfortunately a part of. And uh, he he posted a a message that said that that was proper Spursy. And when I after going through the game, I was like proper fucking angry. I drafted so many fucking messages to him. I was I was thinking about his personal uh, personal appearance. I was thinking about what's gone wrong in his in in his his uh, personal life and how can I get him? How can I make him feel horrible? How can I make him feel exactly what <laughs> I am feeling now? And I chose thankfully. Fuck the Lord. Thankfully, when I woke up this morning, I felt. Oh, thank God I didn't send those messages. You see, you see, Flav, I, I feel like I'm some kind of um, social media Spurs David Goggins here. Um, my advice for you would be um, an hour or two hours before Spurs play, put the phone away, right? You don't even know the line. You're watching the game, don't know who's playing. As soon as the whistle goes, you're figuring out who's playing, you're figuring out the formation. Game finishes, don't touch the phone for two hours. Unless we win, then go on, touch the phone. Oh, and love the shirt, do your tweets, right? Just put the phone away and just experience the game 
and just have that be your guiding light. Don't worry about. Other... I mean, who was it who said hell is other people? Uh, Sartre. Yeah, and hell can be other people when Spurs don't do well. Um, I mean, before the game, I mean, I jokingly wound you up a little bit when we were complaining about the lineup, right? What I said did not need to get to you because you didn't need to read it. You know what I mean? You, you can't be responsible for what other people put on WhatsApp groups or Twitter. You can't make I, it get I you mad. You need to just I fucking put, hate those people. I know, I know. But maybe just put the phone in your bedroom, go downstairs, watch birds. I want to set fire to their houses. I say, mate, look, I want their mum to get hit by a car, mate. I mean, <laughs> mate, I'm, I'm raging. But what I've learned to do <laughs> more recently is just put the fucking phone away. Because you're I'm right, getting right. I'm getting nothing out of the opinions of people who are whole dear, you yeah. guys, or people on Twitter or people on Telegram. And it's not worth me win, responding in that moment. If you win win the argument against that person, it's not gonna make you feel better. You're not gonna exactly. go to bed going, Yes, I won. like Chelsea have just done us over two legs, but I feel better now. You're not gonna feel that. Exactly, exactly. These, these little internet spats, you're getting nothing out of them. So if you're if you're spending all this time on social media and you have nothing good to tell other people who are not on social media about social media, maybe you should just stay away from it. That's my advice to the listeners. Just, you know, send to yourself, I'm watching the game, and I came in from the game thinking, second half, second half. And is it happy clappy? A little bit. But with this Spurs team, you've got to take the positives because there's a lot of garbage in that squad. And Conte has made some of that garbage half decent. Um, Davies and Winks but I love this new team I really you have, to, you have to kind of look on it that um, you know this this shitty period is not going to last forever and um, if you can be us listening to the podcast doing the Sherwood rain um, I mean I was angry as fuck man I mean I, I didn't even go to the season finale and I normally like to see the players do the lap of one I thought fuck this fuck Sherwood fuck everything but then when you kind of take a step back you realise that now, not a lot of this, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the um, the noise around Spurs doesn't really matter. Um, it's got to try and take try and take the positives. But if you are upset, let it out. Just not around me because I don't care. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we we are in a situation where things are going to get better. Like we're not in a bad situation. Are you? Everything's like, in place. Yeah, there's. They can't be a Spurs fan out there that looks at our situation currently, despite losing against Chelsea mm-hmm. in the way that we did. And even if we get beat by Arsenal, which I don't think we will, but the, the, this isn't a bad situation. This is a positive situation. This is this is a sound. This is a a foundation for growth mm-hmm. that we could become a really significant side in the Premier League. In the next year, which means if we do become a significant side in the next year, it means proper progress, something that we're all going to enjoy. So don't lose your shit at the at the first sight of. It's like if you're in the trenches. You know you needed you needed your boys. You need your boys. Don't no one shit their pants because we're about to go over the top. The lads that went over the top. And won the ground, albeit in the first World War, it was pretty grim. And it then, was. you know, they were winning two yards of ground and then getting shot to death and it was fucking shit. I'm not talking about that. Imagine, imagine the First World War, it didn't exist. Just going over the trenches <laughs> and and there was a Premier League title there. 
That's what I'm talking about. That's what Tottenham have you, could have. We could have, have that. Have you watched Cobra Kai, Have you watched Cobra Kai at all? The first couple of series I've watched. Oh, you've not watched the more recent one? Oh, I'm not going to spoil it for you then. I'm, well, I don't, I'm never going to watch it. I, I, you, you tell me what happened. I'd, I'd like no, 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 don't tell me because uh, the people have been listening to watching it. Okay, well, um, I won't, I won't go into it all. But um, basically, the war, the war metaphors you've used are, are valid. Is that... um. You know, even though you're feeling down about Levy and Spurs and whatever, everything can just change like that, mate. It's in an instant. In, in an instant, easily. Um, I mean, a, 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 a Van der Vaart signing or, or a, a Pochettino appointment. We even, um, as you mentioned um, a few pods ago, Santini, Arneson and Yol. Those two just turning up at your, at your, on your doorstep. And You, you know how and, mad that was when San, uh, Santini yeah. signed? Yeah. And then nine games later, we disappeared into the ether, which is, you know, Godspeed, all, all power to him. But he, he, he went away and then we had something else that became really kind of seismic and really important. Beautiful. Beautiful yeah. as well. I mean, we had, we had the two points to make games. Harry Redknapp appears. Um, we draw 4-4 guitars. We beat Liverpool at home. These things are football is transient. Um, I mean, the NBA, yeah. they've got 82 games a season. So it's not on that level where you have a game every other day and defeats are forgotten about. But in football, all these bad feelings are very, very transient. And all I can say to anyone listening to this is don't feel too down because nah. we will turn this shit around. And should we be Arsenal on Sunday, then today is, is, is an afterthought. I don't think the League Cup was something that Antonio Conte or Spurs targeted as something that we really wanted to win. And... You know, I mean, Galini needs every minute of game time he can get. So it's frustrating that Hugo got dropped, even with the contract negotiations. But last night is last night, and today is today, and tomorrow is tomorrow. Just move forward. I think that's a perfect time to end end the podcast, T. Cool. Cool. Uh, all right, that's it. This is, cool, this mate. is the Fighting Cop podcast once again. And I love you so much, T. Love you too, Flav. Love all the listeners too. Yeah, all of you are golden people. Each and every one. No, every, everyone. What do you mean, each and every one? Like some. Oh, oh, what are you saying, T? Even some of I think deep down are twats. I, I love them anyway because on, on, on some point, you know, I've. Um, I've what, percentage the, 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 of, what, what percentage of our audience do you love? Um, what do you reckon? 101%, I'm sure we're there. 101%. I, I I respect you for saying that, but I think 60% that you love. Network. 
This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at cox.com. Ask Ashley the Podcast is sponsored by Cox. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.